Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebel Saints podcast. My name is Nicole, and I am your host. Today, we're going to be breaking down the gospel readings for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. We are in cycle B, and this is for February 11th, 2024. Let's just jump, let's just jump right in, shall we? Now, have you ever thought about the type of people Jesus heals? Like, he's not going around seeking them out. They by their faith, seek him out. And because of their faith in him, they ask for healing and are healed. Now, my favorite example of this, without a doubt, is the hemorrhaging woman. So if you don't know the story, imagine a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 long years. She had sought help from many doctors, spent all of her money, but her condition only worsened. She must have felt desperate. She certainly felt alone and rejected by society because in those times, people with these kind of conditions were considered unclean and so they had to live apart from like their communities. So, you know, one day she hears Jesus. Uh, she, she hears about Jesus and you know, the fact that he's this remarkable healer and a teacher who's performing miracles and spreading messages of love and compassion. And like something is stirred in her. And she's like, she has this glimmer of hope that she hasn't had in years. So she thinks, if only I could touch his garment, she might be healed. His garment, guys. Not even him, his garment. So she does like what she's not supposed to do. And she makes her way through this crowd that's surrounding Jesus. And she is determined. Like she knows, I just need to touch his cloak. And amidst this pressing crowd that are pushing in on Jesus, she touched the edge of his cloak. And in that instant, she felt a change happen within her body. She knew she was healed. Now, Jesus, aware of, you know, the power that had gone out of him, he turns around and he asks, who touched my clothes? The disciples, they were confused because many of many people were touching Jesus in this like crowded area. But Jesus knew that this touch was different because this was a touch like backed by faith. So the woman like trembling with what had to be fear um, and certainly excitement confesses what she had done. And Jesus, remarkably for a man of this time, doesn't scold her for touching him. Instead, he responds with compassion and love, saying to her, saying to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I mean, like, I just love this story so much. And, you know, I have to, I kind of just have to tell you a story. Uh, a few years ago, I was with my boys at a Steubenville conference. And um, Father Mike Schmitz was leading uh, XLT, like, so adoration. And I was, like on the edge, at the outer edge, 
and something just stirred within me. Like before I even could think it, my hand just reached out and touched his cloak because I had been praying, you know, during that adoration, I'd been praying for healing of somebody and, and just like, you know, healing within me, like this kind of like questioning I was, I was having. And, and, and so I just reached out and, and touched, touched his, his robes, you know, and, and, and when I did it, I was like, oh, what did I just do? And, but friends, that is something that we as Catholics can do when we go to adoration. We can touch the priests who is carrying Jesus in the monstrance robes to, uh, represent the same faith that this hemorrhaging woman healed to ask Jesus for healing. And, you know, that's the thing, like the, the really amazing thing about, you know, gospel stories where people find healing through their faith because Jesus, his mercy is like boundless, you know, like it's, it, it doesn't end, but yet, you know, we have all these examples, but yet we, we turn away from his mercy. And so friends, I want you to, to ask yourself, what keeps you from embracing that mercy? What closes your heart to Jesus? Perhaps you feel like you're not important enough or your problems aren't big enough. Um, maybe you've hesitated to approach Jesus because you think, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm in high school. My parents, you know, they have good jobs. I live in a great house. I don't, I don't have any problems. Like, you know, other people, other kids I see that, you know, have. And, you know, perhaps the opposite is true. Perhaps you've removed yourself from Jesus because you feel like your sins are too great. Like you're just, you're just too broken. You don't deserve love or, or to be healed. So if we think about the lepers in Jesus's time, their conditions were visible, right? And it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they actually had leprosy. Sometimes it could have just been like really bad, you know, dry skin, um, anything. They would be shunned because they didn't know what would be the thing that could be like a plague on their community, right? So they just would be sent outcast to live away from society until um, they were better or determined you know, healed. So in the first reading, in the pages of Leviticus, we find, you know, more than just these rules about that about leprosy, we discover a quest for purity, spiritual purity. And so, you know, if we think about it, like these people were shunned, they were put away. So it's not even just like a physical thing. It's also like a community, like you are cast out. You can no longer live with the people that you know. They love you. You love them, but you just can't do it, right? You are now an outcast. And I mean, if you can think back to like when COVID struck and we were all having to stay at home and, and we couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't do our sports, we couldn't graduate or like none of these things, like that was pretty isolating, you know, right? Except for maybe some of the more like introverted folks. I think those of us were like, yeah, this is the best thing ever, right? Um, but even then it got, it got old after a while, right? And so this was like 
way past that. You know, I mean, we're talking about like when they walked, they had to like announce that they were unclean. I mean, this takes keeping six feet apart to a whole nother level. Okay. The only way that these people who had been outcast because of their physical conditions could be determined to be able to be clean enough, to be pure enough to go back into society was through a priest. He was the only one who could say that they were okay. He was the mediator between uh, the society and the people. He was the one who would determine if they were able to return to having a relationship with their community. Now, as Catholics, we live in a society where, I mean, sin is everywhere, right? We ourselves are not immune to sinning. I mean, we're human, right? Like, that's like the one thing humans are good at is being bad. And God, in his infinite wisdom, has determined that, you know, he's going to put these priests to act as mediators, to act as Jesus between you and me, to make sure that when we ourselves, when we separate ourselves from being in community with God, that we are in the right, that we are emotionally and spiritually and physically okay so that we can live, return to living in virtue and harmony with God. And so this passage in Leviticus foreshadows what for the Catholic faith would become confession later on. Okay. So that's why when you see here, like you're going to confession, you're not confessing to a priest, you're confessing to Jesus because it is because Jesus literally told his disciples, like, this is what we had to do. So in the second reading, we get to see things from Paul's perspective. He lets us know without a shadow of a doubt that we should be attempting to mirror our lives to Jesus. Like, mirror Jesus, that's it. And he says, listen, our lives aren't about us. It's not about what happens to us. It's not about what we do. Everything, everything in our lives should be for the greater glory of God. And that when we live in such a way, even like the simplest, most mundane thing, um, becomes sacred. And so when we honor God with this, like in this fashion, we are building this community and for everybody, like for God. Okay. So in the gospel, let's, let's focus on, on the leper. Can you imagine the courage he had to have to approach Jesus? Like, he must have been, like, stared at, like, given that eye, like, like the side eye, and then, like, probably just shamed, like, verbally shamed for being in the same way. Like, he was certainly probably feeling all alone and terrified, yet he had the courage and the boldness to ask, Lord, can you make me clean? Can you make me new? Now, I don't know about you. My prayers are never this, like, daring. Uh, I wish they were. Are you like me? Maybe you wish your prayers were that bold. Like, but if we could approach Jesus and just lay it all, lay it all out and say, Lord, please do this. 
the thing that like that we have to remember, like the incredible thing that we have to remember is that Jesus doesn't respond with anger or frustration. Like, you know, he's not looking at us like like we're five-year-olds asking, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like every five seconds, you know? He is looking at us with love and compassion, okay? And, you know, if you feel like unworthy or, you know, maybe you've been rejected by others, you need to know, like know with uncertain terms that Jesus does not reject you, okay? Jesus looks at you with love and says, I do will it. Oops, that was my phone. Sorry, guys. Okay, man. So, maybe fear and anxiety is holding you back. I know I know. sometimes that, that can be the thing that holds me back, right? From like just really going all at it. Fear that, you know, Jesus might reject you. But again, I have to tell you to hear those beautiful words from the gospel. I do will it be made clean. Trust in the love of a savior who desires goodness for you, regardless of whatever doubt you have. Okay. Doubt is this thing that does not come from God. Doubt in yourself, in the your your deserving of love does not come from God. So friends, what's holding you back from bringing all of the areas of your life, even the ugly ones, to Christ? What's stopping you from seeking healing? Don't let fear or doubt hold you back. Trust in the love that Jesus freely offers. And with humility, bring it all to him knowing that he says, I do will it. Okay, friends, so your challenge this week is to go to confession. I know it's scary. Like, I get it. And you know what? Maybe you, you haven't gone to confession in years. Maybe you've only done it that one time when you when you made your first communion. Just go. It doesn't matter how long you've been away from the grace of the, the confessional. Just go. And if you need support, Ask a family member to come along. Ask a friend from church or youth ministry to come along. And hey, even if they're not Catholic, just ask a friend like, hey, can you come support me in this? I got to go do this thing. Okay. And let's approach Jesus with boldness. Let's trust in his love and mercy. Let's lean on our community to help us find healing. And let's live our lives in a way that brings glory to God in all that we do. God bless you. And thanks for listening. I'm Nicole, and this has been the Rebel Saints Podcast. Go out there and be a rebel saint.